Talking about what the media won't, you're listening to the Democratic Messaging Project with Joe Ranty. Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you to our podcast for our Democratic Messaging Project. And today we have Dr. Sophia Yen, MD, let's see, MD, MPhD, she's everything. Anyway, this is going to be a discussion about birth control, abortion, and everything else in between, including menopause, including the new laws. And you think you know, you have no idea. I have learned so much and I am a student of these topics. And she is just amazing and so much fun. So please join us. And in the meantime, uh, these are for my citizen's arrest whenever I run into you know who. So let's hear what uh, Dr. Yen has to say and how we can all get on board with women power. Woo! Dr. Yen, who I've actually known for a long time, and I'm so excited. We're so excited here at the Democratic Messaging Project to have you on to discuss, well, everything. You're such a fierce feminist, doctor, mother, obstetrician, gynecologist, and a specialist in so many areas. I don't know how you, you know, when do you sleep is what I want to know. Um, could you tell us about your life? Let's just start where you want to start and we'll get to all the things that you do, et cetera. But I want to, I want to have you introduce yourself the way you want to. Uh, thank you so much. Um, just a quick correction. I'm not an ob guy but I do adolescent medicine, which involves a lot of gynecology. And so oh, okay. um, just to give you my background and how I got there, I was a, you know, Asian American growing up in Silicon Valley. Your options are doctor, engineer, or Indian chief, you know, or something like that. But um, yeah, basically doctor, PhD, or, you know, computer programmer, those are the jobs that we're allowed to have. But I love science and I love people. And my mom was a nurse and she said, be a doctor, not a nurse, because the nurses do all the work and the doctors get the credit. And I was like, okay, mom. And then I was a sexually active, you know, 16 year old young woman. And I had knew that my future, I had to get through um, undergrad, med school, residency, and then later fellowship and any of that time, it would not be convenient to have a child. So I absolutely needed to get my birth control under control. And also, if the birth control were to fail, then I should have the right to decide what happened in my body. So I've been personally in the reproductive rights, reproductive freedom movement since it was a personal need, you know, at age 14, 15, et cetera, on and then also being a physician. And so when I went into medical school, I was like, do I want to be an OB-GYN or do I want something else? And I'm not so great at surgery, not the greatest at anatomy, but I loved outpatient gynecology, the pelvic exam, the birth control, sexually transmitted infections, condoms. And I love teenagers because you can catch them when they're young and help mold them. To, if you're going to have sex, you can have sex, but one, make sure that there's good consent, that you get off. Because as a person with a uterus, you know, 30% of the time, people with uteri have orgasms, but 70% they don't. And why risk pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections if you're not getting yours, right? And so um, you can have sex, but you can have unplanned pregnancy. 
because there's so much good birth control out there and you can have sex, but don't catch HIV or a sexually transmitted infection. Again, just use some condoms and know that there are good condoms versus bad condoms. And my latest hashtag is hashtag get the good stuff. And that applies to condoms, the ones that are thinnest, that aren't going to break more, that have the best sensation. But also there's an over-the-counter birth control pill that is not the greatest. And then there are different emergency contraceptions. We can go over that as well. But um, then, so I grew up in the Bay Area, went to MIT for undergrad, UCSF Medical School for uh, medical school, Children's Oakland for residency in pediatrics, did another three years specializing in teenagers, what we call sex, drugs, rock and roll, a little acne, some sports medicine. I'm not so good at the sports medicine, but I absolutely love the sex. And the acne. I love a little acne in there in between sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> And then um, did a master's of public health at Berkeley just to get all the degrees in the Bay Area and then came down to Stanford where I'm a clinical associate professor in the Department of Pediatrics in the Division of Adolescent Medicine. And then nine years ago, came up with the idea for Pandia Health, um, was giving a talk to a bunch of doctors. Why don't women take their birth control? And one of the top reasons was didn't have it in our hand, didn't have time to run to the pharmacy every single month. And as a doctor, I never realized when I write the prescription, dispense one, refill times 12, I gave you a year's supply. Why are you complaining? But I actually chained you to the pharmacy because the pharmacy cannot expand your prescription. They can only constrict it. So teaching point for everybody listening who might be using the birth control pill, um, know that in 20 states, you have the right to get a year's supply at a time. But your doctor has to write it that way. And so just educate your doctor. Dr. Yen from Stanford said that you can write a year supply and the pharmacy can constrict it. But if you write dispense one refill times 12, you have chained me to the pharmacy. And so that's why we started Pandy Health. My friend Pearl and Nee and I were like, we can solve this. We will just ship women birth control and keep shipping till they tell us to stop. And then we ran ads free birth control delivery. And 60% of the women that responded didn't have a prescription. It's like, oh, don't you know you need a prescription? And I'm a physician. I can write prescriptions. Thus, Pandia Health was born. If you have a prescription, then you just tell us where it's at. Give us your insurance information. And thanks to Obama Biden, no copay, no deductible for any FDA approved birth control. And then if you need a prescription, again, we just add this for funsies, um, $30 once a year crazy cheap to use expert doctors. We only have doctors as our providers because those are the people I know. And, and those are the people that I can get to work for us for low income for the good of the cause. And then um, unlimited follow-up questions for a year on birth control. Nothing beats that. And because I've spent the past seven years only doing birth control, I came up with an algorithm that better serves women of Black and Asian descent because I realized what I was taught at UCSF Stanford, great. If you're a Caucasian female and wants to bleed every month, but I personally use the birth control pill. I kept trying that pill that, you know, they were told us to prescribe. And every time I tried it, I get breakthrough bleeding. And then I talked to my colleagues of black and Asian descent. I'm like, oh yeah, that pill that we're taught, that doesn't work for our people. So I took all the birth control pills using my MIT UCSF geeky brain and rank them from most likely make you bleed, least likely make you bleed, most likely give you zits, least likely give you zits, most likely give you munchies, least likely give you munchies. Took what we learned at UCSF, 
fixed it for the side effect we were seeing. And with that, we see 82% retention in a year for somebody who's new to birth control pills versus the standard 30, 35, or some of our competitors, 55. But heads above everybody else and no one else has this algorithm that we train all of our doctors. Whoa, this is so exciting. Of course, I've never heard of that, of course, being a white woman. And uh, why would I have heard about that? Uh, And uh, so uh, this is amazing that there are certain pills that will work better for Asian and black women like, of course. And uh, of course, with Biden's new women's health initiative uh, that is based out of the White House now, where they're going to start actually actually doing research on women. Wow. And women's health. And this is here is another one where I just got educated. You need to be on their panel, by the way, Dr. Yen. Yes. I'm actually meeting with them next week. And you just reminded me, I was like, what is my agenda? And my agenda is more research for menopause. And because for birth control, we have 40 different pills you can choose from eight different progesterones. But for menopause, it's pretty much one estrogen, one progesterone, and we don't have all the pills. We don't have the combination. And with menopause, um, they assumed that we didn't have a uterus because back in the day, 80% of women or so wouldn't have their uterus by the age of 50 because they'd be like, you're done with babies. It's doing weird things. Let's just take the sucker out. And for the uterus, you know, um, then you leave a gap and then things it's like, don't do surgeries, you know, need to do. Um, But if you take out the ovaries, you decrease your risk of ovarian cancer. But again, don't do invasive surgeries unless you really have to. And you can actually decrease your risk of ovarian cancer by going on the birth control pill patch ring for five years, some point in your life that decreases your risk of ovarian cancer by 50%. So you don't really need to take the surgery. But if you take it out, then your risk of ovarian cancer goes to zero, obviously. But anyway, I, I digress. Tell me, no, no, I love your digressions um, because we're learning so much here. Um, let me, what about those studies that said that women shouldn't get on um, uh, hormone replacement therapy? I myself am a uh, two-time cancer survivor with estrogen progesterone. Um, so I, I couldn't take uh, anything like I that. Am. So there's some of us that are in that category, hopefully. I'm sorry, anyone that is, but um, what I'm wondering is, what about those studies about don't take it, don't take it? Yes. So what it was, it was the Women's Health Initiative. It was the largest study ever of hormone replacement therapy. But the key things to know is that we now know if you're going to start estrogen replacement, you have to start it within 10 years of menopause. And so menopause is usually at age 50 and 10 years would be 60. The average age of the woman in that research study, 63. So they started it too late. And so my, you know, I went to MIT for biology and I'm a very academic kind of brain thinker. And the way I look at it is your body has estrogen, you make babies, you hang around your grandma a little bit. And then at age 50, it's like, thank you for your service. (laughs) Bye-bye. Takes away your estrogen. And then it turns our arteries into man arteries. And man arteries aren't bendy. Man arteries are filled with blood clots. So at age 50, you take that away and our arteries start getting hard and filled with blood clots. And then to throw estrogen on top of that after 10 years of that process, and estrogen is a blood clotty situation, no duh, people had heart attacks and strokes and stuff like that. I could have told you that 
I take you away, I turn into man arteries and I give you estrogen. That's why we don't give estrogen to men because we don't want them to have blood clots and die, you know? Oh my so, God. So when we so that is the hugest flaw with that study. And when yeah. and then I I want you to give it one of the things I'd love for you to give because Scotty at the end, our producer, puts things on the bottom of the screen so people can get it. So we'd love to have some links to that because I think that would be fantastic to all the stuff you're talking about, to Pandia, to all of your different studies about the birth control pill and about menopause, et cetera, as I know so many women had suffered and so many women got off of hormone yes. replacement therapy. And one of my couples that I work with, I were, uh, this was a lesbian couple that I worked with years before. They came back suddenly. I said, oh, sure, we'll see. And they came in and I said, what are you here for? And the one said, pull up your pant leg, pull up your pant leg. She had gotten off um, hormone replacement therapy, clearly too late. She'd been on it since she got into menopause. She got off because of this study. And she had manic episodes and had a tattoo. I am not kidding. And she was about 74. (laughs) She had a tattoo this big on her leg. And she said, yeah, I kind of need some help. I don't know what to do. Anyway, it was, I mean, it was kind of a cute story, but it was, uh, you know, there were lots of problems with women just wholesale getting off. So how great that you did that study. Yes. So um, what the, what book I recommend, I'm looking at my bookshelf, is Estrogen Matters by Aaron Blooming. And I will send that link um, to Scotty. But that one goes over all the flaws in the Women's Health um, Initiative. And he is a cancer doctor. And there were a lot of women with breast cancer that had to be, you know, either chemically castrated or they had to have their ovaries out or whatever. And then they immediately went into menopause. And so TLDR, if you have breast cancer, you can still use um, vaginal estrogen as well as the estrogen ring because it doesn't have systemic estrogen. It's just down there. And then the latest is the urologists have found that they recommend anybody above 50 just start using vaginal estrogen to preserve the vaginal tissue because the vagina is here and the urethra is there. And with the ure- with the vagina drying up, it affects the urethra and there's an increased risk of urinary tract infection. So to decrease risk of in- urinary tract infection, put some vaginal cream down there or get a vaginal ring, and that's not systemic, and it's perfectly safe for somebody with a history of um, estrogen-sensitive cancer. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Yen. Oh, my God. And you all are getting all of this uh, medical advice for free. And she's going to give us links. Uh, well, when you see this, there'll be links below and you can find it all out for yourself. This is so exciting. Um, this is so great. And and your specialty, I'm so thrilled. One thing I wanted to say is you said you, you specialized in condoms, too. I want to show you what we have got. Oh, my gosh. We're doing this. Uh, and for people who can't see this, I hope everybody can see it. It says protect yourself from Republicans, vote for Democrats. And it has our logo, Democratic Messaging Project, and our uh, website, blueforyou.org. So you can get, and we're going to hand these out in college campuses. I and, love it. Uh, you, you can get 10,000 of the these for $3,500. So I think that that's a pretty good um 
a pretty good opportunity so that, you know, back to birth control. Uh, and one of my TikToks, I say, I do, do not boys put a raincoat on it. And girls don't have sex with anybody. If you're having sex with someone with a penis that doesn't have a raincoat on it, for God's sakes. Anyway, the Spanish uh, version is no globos, no fiesta. So no balloons, no party. Oh, I love that. I want to have that down here too. So if you could send that to us, that'd be so good. No balloons. Say that, Say it again in Spanish. No globos, no globos, no fiesta. <laughs> oh my God. You are such a riot. So fun. You're oh, girl. And on the Take condoms. It. Oh, let this me see. My signature bag. This is her purse, everybody. Yes. And we're selling them. If you want one too, they come in this wonderful, you know, colors. They, they mix it up. Some of them have a red stripe. Some of them have a, you know, whatever stripe, but you get whatever one that comes, but $65, I'll send you the link for it for people who might want it. And a portion goes to abortion funds. Oh, how great. Um, which takes me to the next thing. Although I did want to ask you, I know you have two daughters. How do they feel about having the mother of all mothers of all kinds of sex information? Do they just like, ah? <laughs> well, my 14 year old um, used to go to summer camp and she would hand out cards for my business because all of her camp um, train, you know, the camp counselors, we're the perfect demographic. There were college students who were back for the summer that might need birth control. And so she has been able to pitch my company since she was 10 years old to anybody <laughs> she sees. And so she's not afraid. Though as she hits her teenager years, she starts going, Mom, in that situation. And the 17 year old is benefiting from my knowledge about making hashtag periods optional. And the example I give. Is actually yes. Start over though. Start that periods optional. Tell us about periods optional. Yes. So my passion right now, one of several, is to um, educate anybody with a uterus that if you are bleeding every single month, that is so 2020. Get with the times. You now can make hashtag periods optional, and it actually decreases your risk of ovarian, endometrial, and colorectal cancer. And the way that works is every time you build that lining on your uterus, it can mutate and turn into cancer. Every time you pop out an egg, popping, healing, or the tube, we're not sure, one of those three or a combo thereof, ovarian cancer. And that's why by going on the birth control pill patch ring, which blocks ovulation, for five years, you decrease your risk of ovarian cancer by 50%. Then, yeah, the colon cancer decreased risk is you have your uterus and around it, you have your intestine and your uterus is going up and down, up and down, up and down every single month. And the colon's like, what's going on here? And like, it, it'd be like, I'm sad for you. I'm going to either run faster and give you diarrhea or I'm going to run slower and give you constipation. But regardless, it's being messed up. And if you mess up the colon, then you increase colon cancer. So the research has shown that women on the birth control pill, and we extend that to patch ring is the same exact mechanism, same exact drugs, um, decrease their risk of ovarian, endometrial, colorectal cancer. Now, now tell me how you stop the period though, because on birth control pills, you still have your period for five days, right? Yes. You so stop I'm it. That was period optional. 
And I want all of my friends, relatives, and everything out there to hear this because I know many different girls and women that have terrible, terrible periods. So yes, that is part of another hashtag. Hashtag stop sucking it up. If you have bad, evil periods, please see a doctor. If you're having horrible menopause symptoms, please see a doctor. Just because it runs in your family, auntie had it, grandma had it, we all drink whiskey when we have periods or whatever, doesn't mean you have to suffer. We now have technology and science. And so the birth control pack generally has three packs, one color, one week of another color. These three have active pills. This last one is sugar pills, or you see different color, often iron, to give you back the iron you lose from bleeding. But if you don't bleed, then you don't need these iron pills. But also this week is arbitrary. You can take this week every three months, every six months, never. I chose to not take it. And I haven't had a bleed for the past 14 years since my last child was born, as long as I remember to keep taking the active pills. But if you want to do that, one, check with your doctor. Two, your doctor has to write more packs because it's 13 packs a year, you know, to cover 52 weeks, et cetera. But if you're skipping, then you're going to need 17 packs a year. And you just need your doctor to write why. And the reason why is dysmenorrhea. Dys is don't like menorrhea bleeding and obviously if you're trying to skip the bleeding you don't like the bleeding but another fact is that the old birth control pills used to be 110 micrograms of estrogen now they're down to 30 one fourth of the original dose and so seven days off was fine when it was 110 micrograms now it's down to 30 and they've shown on day five and six and seven that there can be escape ovulation which is the egg pops out and so then that increases your risk of ovarian cancer. But more importantly, you're taking this to prevent unplanned pregnancy, increases your risk of unplanned pregnancy. And so you'll notice the newer pills only have four days off. So at the very least, please shorten this to four days off, not seven days off. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. This is so interesting, of course. Fascinating. We could talk about this all day, but I do want to get to the whole fact that Roe v. Wade, for those who don't know the the language, is with the the law that gave us a right to have women and girls to have abortions if they did not want to have a baby and they found themselves pregnant. That had been the law of the land for 49 years. And it fell on June 24th, 2022, a day of mourning. And it also went to the privacy clause. I just want to keep going to that because that added the Supreme Court said this was based on privacy, which isn't in the Constitution. Don't get me started. So as a result, birth control was also impacted because there are all these anti-science people that believe birth control is an abortant. So with it, which is insane. Uh, to prevent the need for abortions. I'm sorry? It's to prevent the need for abortions. We always say if you're anti-abortion, you need to be pro-comprehensive sex ed, and you need to be pro-condoms, you need to be pro-birth control. And to take away birth control will only result in more abortions. Yes, it's so insane. So now there are 12 states that have some and some very serious restrictions on getting birth control. So what's happening with Pandia Health? in being able to send birth control to those women in those states. Are you able to do it? What, what's happening? 
So far to our knowledge, um, it's perfectly fine to send birth control. And I think that we really should make it clear that anybody who's thinking of coming after birth control is not a physician and out of their mind because 70% of people using birth control are using it not for birth control. So as I mentioned or alluded to before, before, the number one cause of anemia in a menstruating woman is menstruation. This is a question we ask med students as they rotate through an OB-GYN rotation. And there are women that will bleed out to a hemoglobin of three or four and need transfusions because they have a bleeding disorder or they're just having whack periods or hormones that are out of whack. And the treatment is, quote, birth control. And so birth control pills. I want to rename oral contraceptive pills to estrogen progesterone pills to take away that stigma, to take away the politics. And we currently call progesterone-only pills progesterone-only pills, though they too are birth control. So it just seems logical we should change estrogen progesterone pills or my endocrine professor uh, friend at Mount Sinai. She's since changed to some other medical institution, but she's academic agrees and has already begun, instead of saying um, oral contraceptive pills, estrogen progesterone treatment, hormonal treatment. And so if they try to take away birth control pill, patch ring, um, IUD, implant shot, all of those are hormonal treatments. And again, 70% of people using birth control are using it for other reasons, such as anemia, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, um, heavy bleeding, uh, acne, mental stability. So there are so many other reasons other than birth control. But bottom line, we absolutely should have the right to decide how many children we want, when we want them. And as I like to say, who would have graduated high school, college, medical school, residency without, without birth control? You literally have to be a saint. And again, to me, it's about freedom of religion. Your body, your religion, your interpretation. My body, my religion, my interpretation. If you don't like birth control, don't use it. Don't like abortion, don't get one. But my body has the right to do what I want in conjunction with my significant other or not, in conjunction with my religious leader or not. If you're not birthing the baby, then you have no say in this situation. Oh, oh. Oh, and we'll, we're going to get into that in a minute. But when you said that, it reminded me because uh, uh, the the law wasn't put into effect that women could have abortions until 1973. Well, that's three years after I graduated college. Wow. So in college, I had all of these women that my roommate had a baby before college and didn't tell any of us ever. I can't even imagine what it was like when we're all going, oh, look at my hair, it's not curly. And she had just given a baby up for adoption and had told no one. Anyway, and I knew someone that almost died because she got an abortion from uh, Backstreet Alley. You know, thank God her father took her because he knew to take her to a hospital because she was bleeding out and the hospital wouldn't admit her, but they put her on on a gurney in the hallway. They did do a DNC and saved her life, but never, it was as if she was never there. The rich girls flew to Europe or Mexico. Or Japan. I, on my floor, we, we suddenly were wearing serapes because they were pregnant and they didn't even tell their roommates they were pregnant. I mean, that's what it was like in those days. And I'm wondering what you think about what would be the result of the Supreme Court for people who don't keep up on all this has now said that they are going to decide whether us girls can have 
mifepristone, I think that's what it's called. And that is used in most abortions. Can you tell us something about that? Like what would happen if if women lose the right to have a medication that will help them? So what's crazy is that um, mifepristone has been legal in the United States since 2020. 5.6 million women and more people with uteri have used it safely with no issues. It's safer than Viagra and penicillin. And the case that's going in front of the Supreme Court, but there's another case separately we can talk about, is saying that the FDA never should have proved it. And the good news I heard is the Supreme Court is not going to look at that. However, because of COVID, um, they the FDA issued more um, lenient ways to get this medication. So before you had to go into a doctor's office and go get it. And then if you have to go into a doctor's office, one, you have to get in. And it's generally a three month wait to get into any doctor's office because of COVID and because a lot of doctors left because they're burned out. And particularly in these crazy states, even more doctors are leaving. And um, so therefore it, it delays. The longer you delay an abortion, the more dangerous it gets. And it, of course, when it hits viability, nobody's going to do it. Nobody wants to do it at that point. And therefore you are forcing somebody forced birth or forced parenthood against their will. If they put more restrictions on it right now, medication abortion is the number one method of abortion because most of them occur before 12 weeks. And that's the limit of medication abortion, um, abortion by pills. And then um, the other part is mifepristone is 50% of the protocol for a medication abortion. So you start with the mifepristone and then 24 to 48 hours later, I believe you take the misoprostol or vice versa. I don't write medication abortion, but I know the statistics that if you just do misoprostol alone, it's 73% effective. If you put the two together, it's 97% effective. And people are like, well, if they take this away, we'll still do this. And I was like, why should women have to settle for something that is 20% less effective, one in five chance less effective that it's going to work. And it has horrible side effects, more side effects, which you have to use a higher dose to make it work in that way of diarrhea, abdominal cramps. You're just torturing, punishing women. And what if this was a 13-year-old that was raped? What if this was a person that was raped? But regardless, why should any woman suffer? And if you're going to do this to us on this drug, I want to find an equivalent male drug to make you suffer. No anesthesia for any procedures that have to do with the testicles, I say. Or, you know, so you don't need that anesthesia. You can do it without anesthesia. Right. What are you, a baby? Yeah, exactly. So I we shouldn't settle for this. It should be an absolute outrage. But the danger is this could affect the entire United States. The maybe good news is 17 liberal states plus D.C. are suing, saying the FDA should release this and give this to everybody. And so but I don't know the extent of that one. And that may only preserve the right to mifepristone, which it sounds like luckily the Supreme Court might be taking it off the table. But they could say one thing and then just screw us. Oh, I know. I know. I don't trust them. And the answer is vote all Democrats in because every Republican is anti-abortion. Vote Biden, Harris and every Democrat that's on anything. And not voting is a vote for the Republicans and vote for the crazy man who I want to put under under citizens arrest. 
here, here he is in jail. Here's Trump in jail. Because nice. if he gets in office, he is going to make all of these laws nationwide. And that is really, really terrifying. So no matter what you think of Democrats or Biden or Harris or whatever, you have to vote for them because not voting is a vote for uh, is a vote for losing all of your rights, no matter who you are. And we could go into that forever, but let's stay on let's stay on this topic. I mean, what's interesting to me, I was going to say something about college again, because another thing that I think most people don't even know is it wasn't until 1968, I think, that married couples could get birth control. And the the husband had to sign to say it was oh he had to sign to say it was okay that his little wifey got birth control, um, and then in 1972 it wasn't until 1972 that single women could get birth control. So this was I mean and when I went to college in 1966 I had a Catholic male doctor who gave me a huge lecture at the student health center about how I was Catholic as well and. That I should uh, not be having sex or having using birth control, and he wrote me a prescription for birth control, which I have to. Every once in a while, I think that guy knew what he was doing, and thank heaven he did. And it meant that he also gave it to all the girls who came in, whether they were Catholic or not. But the fact that he also wrote it for a Catholic, because in those days that was a mortal sin, so he may be in hell right now. But thank God, you know, he gave me birth control. <laughs> Yeah, no, one of the original founders of the pill was a devout Catholic that went to church every day at 7 a.m. Not a once a week Catholic, but a every day at 7 a.m., Dr. John Rock. And he was the one that forced the one week out of four bleed because he wanted to get the pill through the Catholic church. And he got the nuns to agree because they're always very liberal. He got the priests to agree. I don't know how, but it hit the Pope and the Pope vetoed it. But because Dr. Rock beat out his two PhD co-founders who were like, why do you make a woman bleed every month? It could be every three months. It could be six months. It could be never. He's like, no, I'm going to get this through the Catholic church. But he didn't. And because of that, every method since has had a bleed one week out of four because he was trying to get it through the Catholic church. He also thought that people with uteri couldn't handle it if we didn't bleed every month. And I'm like, if someone with a uterus had been on that team, we would have been like, let women choose. Let women decide how often they want to bleed. You don't decide for us. Right. And you don't ever have to bleed. Uh, Wish I'd known that. Uh, And by the way, that Pope at that time was what is now termed the Hitler's Pope. He was all on Hitler's side. There's a a great book called Hitler's Pope, and that was that Pope uh, that denied him and every other thing. But but that's a whole other rant. Um, Yeah, and what do you make, speaking of which, all these crazy laws that poor Kate Cox, the woman in Texas, for people who don't know, she was 20 weeks pregnant. Her baby was going to die either in her uterus or within hours of, of delivery. She went, she had to, because she lived in Texas, she had to go to a judge and say, please judge, can I have an abortion? And the judge agreed because in addition, her life was in danger because of the, we don't need to go into all that. So the attorney general in Texas, who by the way, is under indictment for bribery and has been for years. And in fact, the Republican Party itself in Texas tried to get him taken out of his position, but they lost by like four points. Anyway, 
she has already had two children, et cetera, et cetera. The Supreme Court of Texas said that she could not have an abortion because she wasn't dying on that day. So she had to go out of the state. But tell us what you think this was going to do and what do you think the folks listening can do about this when everybody's feeling so powerless? Yes. So I've been putting all over TikTok in comments that we should deny service to Ken Paxton. So anybody in Texas providing any services, if you have the ability, certainly if you're an employee and you're going to get fired, don't do it. But if you're at a restaurant and you all agree that what he did is horrible, don't serve him. You have the right to refuse service. If he comes in for a haircut, he's don't the attorney general him. I was talking he was the attorney general I was talking about. Okay. Yes. Attorney General great, Paxton. I love that. He denied service, should be vetoed, should be canceled. And I say extend it to his family. Make them all feel the pain. His wife comes in and she wants groceries. Sorry, you pack it yourself. Sorry, you check it yourself. I'm sorry. I'm going to break right now. I'll be back. Anything you need that I can help you with that anybody can deny them service, deny them service. And so some lawyer or somebody asked, like, what legally can we deny them service? And I was like, I think even as a physician or a dentist, we can deny service as long as it's not an emergency. The ER is a totally different thing. But if it's then you can see another doctor. You can see another dentist. You can see, you know, um, anybody. They need their house cleaned. Anything, any services. And not just Ken Paxton. They're all the Supreme Court justices voted to go with what Ken Paxton wanted. And so there are, I understand, maybe six or seven of them up for re-election next year, or at least two that signed this egregious thing that said she wasn't sick enough. And so Justice Jimmy Blacklock and Justice John Devine and all their families are divine, um, D-E-V-I-N-E, should also be denied services. So a reason to take your break when these people walk into McDonald's or if they want their fingernails painted or if they want a cake or anything that involves another human being providing them services, they should be denied. But also we need a bunch of pro-women, pro-reproductive rights, pro-religious freedom, pro-bodily autonomy, Supreme Court justices in Texas to run. And then I will donate money to all of them. And if all of us donate a dollar and we get a whole bunch of people, that's a lot of money to support people that trust women with personal health decisions. So I say vote them out. Make sure we know their names, say their names, make sure anybody who can denies them service and then get out the vote, vote. Tell everybody you know that you cannot vote Republican. They decided to vote as a block anti-woman, anti-bodily autonomy. We decide to vote as a block anti-Republican. And it's men and women and all orientations, all genders that trust anybody who's ever had a uterus. I wear this uterus necklace and my dad, feminist, is like like from a womb. Respect the womb. Without the womb, there is no life. You owe us for the existence of life. And I was like, oh, so cool. You owe us. Yes, exactly. Nobody's here without a womb. Period. End of story. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is this is fantastic. I love that idea about what you know what people can do, and that includes in all the eighteen states that have stopped all abortions, where twenty five million women live in those eighteen states. Twenty five million, and that's childbearing age. There's still girls coming up, 
And it also says to all women, you are second class citizens. We don't care about you. And in fact, it is the very first thing that strong arm dictators do in every country. The very first group of laws they do is restricting women's reproductive rights. And I say reproductive, and sometimes that's just a too big of a word. They stop you from having babies when you want to. They stop you from, from any, saying that you don't want to, and you are forced birth. That is one of the first things dictators do because they need a whole class of people that are poor and having to raise children and are willing to do anything to put food on their table. So that is one of the first things they do. And you know who? wants to do that and that's why i want to get him in jail um and so um so dr yan what else would you like to cover today before we stop we so appreciate your time and energy your expertise your science 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 i always want to say to those people that are anti-science have you ever been in a car did you ever get in a plane what where where do you how do you think a plane gets up in the air? That is called science. So it's only they don't believe in science when it comes to the uterus. That's the only science they don't believe in. Yeah. And climate change. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes. Anyway, what else would you like to say to us today? You're, I mean, yeah. again, we could be talking for the whole day. Yes. Let me do a couple quick points. Number one, make sure everybody know about knows about PlanCPills.org. So it's a nonprofit run by my friend Francine Coito. Plan C is in cat pills.org. And what it is is plan A, your regular birth control works 95% of the time if you take it right, be it the pill, the patch, the ring, or the IUD, the implant, the shot or vasectomy or tubal ligation, all great options, plus condoms to prevent sexually transmitted infections and to bump the ones that require higher compliance up. If you use condoms plus hormonal, you're well covered. Yes, love it. And literally covered if you use condoms. Um, but if that fails, then plan B, which is emergency contraception, and let me digress, there are four options for emergency contraception. If you are sexually assaulted or if your condom popped, but more if you're sexually assaulted, I would run to the ER and be like, throw an IUD up my uterus. So the copper IUD for emergency contraception is 99.9% effective. So if you do not want to be impregnated by your sexual assailant, go to the ER and even though life sucks and you just were violated, Ask them to throw up a copper IUD and there will be a 99.9% chance that you do not get pregnant. Um, the second one that you can do is the hormonal IUD and that also works, but I think it has like a one in 303 chance of failing, but pretty good. And then the next one- information. Don't you love when a scientist, 1.3.3. Anyway, keep going. And then the next um, emergency contraception is Ella. And so I do not get paid by Ella. I just want nobody to get pregnant that doesn't want to get pregnant. It is prescription. Can you put that closer to your camera? Can you yes. put it closer to you? Yeah, there we go. There we go. And so it's prescription okay, yeah. only. And um because it's prescription only, if you have insurance, it's free. 
no copay, no deductible. And the other thing is at Pendia Health and your doctor can do the same is we ask for the one with the farthest expiration date because this is in case of emergency. You want it sitting in the back like a fire extinguisher. So if the condom pops at 3 a.m., I want this in your mouth at 310 if you're the one with the uterus and exposed to sperm against your will or didn't want that sperm. Then um, take the emergency contraception at 310. Do not cuddle, snuggle, wait till the morning after, wait till five days after. You can use all emergency contraception up to five days after beyond that it just doesn't work um so but it works the pill ones work better the sooner you take that okay and this one beats plan b and its generics at every single time point so if it were me my friend my daughters my patients anyone listening to this ella beats plan b at every single time point so if you want to prevent unplanned pregnancy this is the better one but if you got nothing else no hope then go get some plan b it's over the counter anyone of any age of any gender can get plan b but know that it has a bmi limitation so you have to check your body mass index you just need to know your height and your weight punch it in online or bmi calculator if it's 26 or greater doesn't work my BMI is 25 and with a little dessert and Thanksgiving and Christmas is 26. So 26 and greater doesn't work so well. 30 and greater does not work at all. So if your BMI is 30 or greater, your only option is Ella or one of the IUDs. And then if your BMI What's he saying about BMI, just a second, is that that people that are a little heavier than the, the, the supermodels, you could easily be in this category where the plan B doesn't work. So keep going. Sorry. Yes. So it would be really sad if you took plan B and thought it was going to prevent unplanned pregnancy, but doesn't work at all because your BMI was too high. So if your BMI is 35 or greater than your only option is the copper or the hormonal IUD. And know that a lot of doctors don't know about the hormonal IUD as an option. So it's up to you to know. Feel free to always invoke Dr. Yen of Stanford if you need that. And the article is in the New England Journal, January 21 to flex my academic cred. Okay, so that's plan B, but not plan B, really Ella or IUD. And then plan C is you're pregnant and you want that to end. And so you need to, everybody needs to educate themselves that emergency contraception, if you're pregnant, does nothing, does not change it to a boy or girl, does not terminate the pregnancy, just a waste of money and time. But plan C is medication abortion. You have a positive pregnancy test and you're like, I, I don't want to be pregnant. I want to unpregnant, as we say on TikTok, so you don't get censored. Because if you say abortion, they'll censor you. But I want to unpregnant. So to unpregnant, you take misoprostol and mifepristone. It works up to 12 weeks. But what's cool about Plan C pills is you punch in your state and it tells you what you can legally do by telemedicine. So even in states where it's illegal for abortion, they have a legal warm line, they have a medical warm line, but there are telemedicine companies, um, specifically Dr. Maria Gompertz, if you don't know her, her backstory is cool. She's from the Netherlands. She originally started Women on Waves, where she would take women on boats out of illegal countries to international waters and perform the abortion where there's no law and then bring them back. And that was women on waves. But then she heard about medication abortion. She's like, why are we taking people out on boats? I'm just going to send you pills in the mail. Not this one but mifepristone, misoprostol. And she opened a company in the United States. Well, she opened up practice to serve the United States so that she writes the prescription from the Netherlands. She ships it from India. 
and know that if you take the medication and it you have complications or whatever, one, you can talk to the doctor that wrote you the prescription, but two, you can go into an ER and there is currently no test whatsoever to differentiate between a miscarriage and a medication abortion. So you can just say, Oh, I was pregnant and this happened. I don't know. Please help me. You know, and as long as um, mifepristone, misoprostol, one of them, I forget, you can take either by mouth or you can put in your vagina. Don't put it in your vagina if you're if you're in a bad state, because you might leave the pills there and they'll be like, oh, we found some stuff here. And then you're in jail and all sorts of horrible. But if you put it in your mouth, you know whether the pills are still there and you wouldn't go into the ER with those pills still in your mouth, please. So plan C pill. So should women start uh, stockpiling plan C? Yes. So that's the thing is that if this Supreme Court thing goes, you know, the way that I think it's going to go, because this court is so horrible and I can't imagine they they wouldn't do anything that they could because they're just horrible, then... California is going to be illegal. New York, it's going to be illegal. It's going to nationally be illegal. So get it now. And what's cool about plancpills.org, it's not, they're not the company. They tell you the companies, they've tested them, they've made sure they're safe, but you can ask them for future. And so just like with Ella or whatever emergency contraception, you can get one that expires in two years. And so then just, and it's only 110 bucks. And so if you have a sorority, why not invest, you know, four times 110 bucks and you all just split the cost. It'll cover you for the next two years. Wow. This is such great news. Dr. Yen, the activist, and gives us all kinds of information. I was going to do a big rant after this, but we've gone long. And I think that we have covered almost everything. This is amazing. We'll have all of that for everybody. You'll be able to see it. And um, please listen to Dr. Yen. And wherever you are, where they're restricting abortion, please make sure you vote and vote for Democrats, period. End of story. Anything more? I mean, this has been, as I said, we could go on the rest of the day, but we don't know if people listen this long and we want to give them this information really clearly. Thank you so much. Two more things. Um, One, we started a petition with turnup.us. So turn up to vote, T-U-R-N up dot us forward slash petition and what that is is anybody applying to college higher education it sends a email saying if you don't respect my bodily autonomy i'm not applying to your college and this can be this will be sent to the governors of all the anti-abortion states but all the presidents or whatever of every college and certainly my daughter it's her body her choice but she has agreed not to apply anywhere that is anti-abortion so sorry duke Sorry, UT Austin, you won't have any access to my amazing daughter who is brilliant and is going to go into computer science. But had she gone to your college, she might have contributed to your economy, married, settled down there. But now you don't get that amazing brain or that amazing income coming your way. So that's that is fabulous. And because then- the statistics show that people end up within an, an, 100 miles of where they went to college. Anyway, keep going. This is very exciting. And then number two, somebody who's got the power out there, let's threaten Texas. Let's threaten Florida. South by Southwest, ton of liberals. If we all took our money out, wouldn't they be sad that we wouldn't go there? But also it just irks me that 
Apple and the tech companies and the movie industry boycotted Georgia over trans bathrooms. But why won't they do the same for reproductive rights, reproductive freedoms? Women are being forced to carry non-viable pregnancies that could risk their lives. And I've heard the phrase, why do women have to edge death in order to get an abortion? How dangerous, how close to death do I have to be? And know that physicians don't know. We don't know if it's a 75% chance of death, 80%, 25%. Each person is different. We don't know how bad the bacteria is. We don't know when the pregnancy is going to go totally bad. And a woman shouldn't have to risk death. This is just so messed up. And so if you care about anybody who has a uterus, we need to do something. We need to threaten pullouts. Apple and other tech companies should not be in Texas, should start making moves to leave unless they can get their laws together. Well, one of the things that is true, and people should check this out if you live in one of these states, is the companies are actually helping helping people who want to get out of that state for these reasons to get out of the state. They're helping to pay them to move, et cetera, which is really good. And But I agree with you. They shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. Anyway. And you did you have one more thing? The, no, that was these my request. If somebody can be able to... If people can pull the same boycott that they pulled in Georgia, do it. I don't have that power or the connections, but I bet you one of your listeners do. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get this together because we have to stop this. We can't we can't depend on them. 44 states have some restrictions where a private physician can refuse to do that. And the 18 states are are restricting getting birth control. 18 states are ret- are stopping any sort of sterilization. Uh, it's really, really bad and scary out there. And the idea that this could go federal, one of the most amazing things is all these red states that where people are putting abortion on the ballot, because that is going to be the deciding factor in 2024 with all these elections. So it already has been in 2022 and now in 24. And it's going well, and, and just now in 23 in all the states like Ohio and Virginia, et cetera. When people said, oh, abortion's not going to be it anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, that's because men said that. Women were all secretly going fuck you. I'm actually going to go vote for Democrats because I am not going to let you take away my rights. So everybody out there, vote for Democrats and you have to vote for Biden. You have to vote for Harris. Don't let anybody talk talk you out of it um, because not voting is a vote for the other side, which is going to take away all kinds of rights. But we're going to stay focused on birth control and abortion right now. So thank you so much, Dr. Yan. This has been remarkable. Thank you. And anybody who needs birth control or menopause, check out Pandia Health and hashtag stop sucking it up, hashtag periods optional, and hashtag deny service. So if no rights, no service. You're not going to treat me with rights. I'm not going to treat you with service. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. As I said, I normally do a rant afterwards. I don't need to do a rant. You did it for me. So thank you so much and giving us so many great ideas about how to respond to all of this. So thank you so much, Dr. Yen. And um, 
we're going to change the world. This is how we're going to change the world. And that's part of what Democratic Messaging Project is about, is getting the truth out there around the algorithm, because this is the problem as well. People are not getting the truth. They do not know what's going on in their own states. So please check us out. And please uh, make uh, Pandia Health your go-to for birth control and stop bleeding every month. What the hell? I wish I'd known that. So thank you so much. And please take care. And um, I know I'm going to see you around the activist tables uh, as we do all the time in our area. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Yen. Thank you for amazing work that you're doing with the Democratic Messaging Project. So glad to. If not us, who? (laughs) Yes, we all need to vote and step up. Yes, exactly. All right, take care. Be sure to listen and subscribe to the Democratic Messaging Project with Joe Ranty on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. To connect with us, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information on our movement, join our mailing list or make a contribution to place highway billboards and advertisements in key battleground states. Visit democraticmessagingproject.org. Stay blue and preserve our democracy. Thank you for listening to the Democratic Messaging Project podcast.